three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Your host, Scott Needham. Uh, the goal of this podcast, like every episode, is to make you a smarter Amazon seller. And I am not blowing smoke. If you're the smartest person in your organization, you need to be listening to this episode right now because we're talking, we're going to jump into some data. Uh, uh, I came across a service that actually simplifies the data acquisition um, in terms of if you want to, you know, leverage, you want to bring in all the Amazon data that your account can do it, but like you don't want to spend uh, three to, you know, three months building that infrastructure and, you know, the complicated APIs and getting approvals and all that. This is your fastest route there. So I'm talking about intent-wise analytics. Um, I have with me the founder of IntentWise, uh, Srinath Reddy, and um, been in the space for a while and uh, has got a actually a different perspective on the space. Uh, so Srinath, welcome. Well, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, so um, actually let's talk a little about your entry point um, because you started out on the one piece side or at least have uh, like worked um, building tools for 1P, we're talking about brands that sell to Amazon retail. And generally speaking, we're talking about ginormous brands that do, you know, tens of millions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, again, it's uh, great to be having this conversation with you. Um, you're right. Um, our evolution started on the 1P side. And the reason why it started that way is because um, one, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, 1P and 3P when it comes to ad platforms were just two different entities, two different groups within Amazon, you yeah. know, right? And at that point, while there were solutions in place for 3P, uh, which were much a bit more mature, on the 1P side, that just wasn't there. In fact, yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but like getting a trend line of what happened to spend on every day, that was not possible. You just had lifetime data. So people would download data each day and do a diff one day to the next. I remember that distinctly. And that is the first use case we saw. Anyway, so it that what, gap gave us an what, what got you in that space? Like, what, what, tell me about your background. Yeah, definitely. Um, just very quickly, uh, I used to run performance marketing at Orbitz, the online travel company, which then got, by Expedia, uh, got bought by Expedia. I ran performance marketing as well as data teams. I left that job to start in 10Wise where we really were helping ad optimization on Google. And, and, and then that business was going fine. It was really a services business until one day a customer basically said, you know what, I'm shifting all my money to Amazon. And that's when I was at a Marziano having lunch with her. And I remember saying this, saying back to her, Amazon does ads. <laughs> uh, they haven't been doing it that long. No. Um, I actually think if I remember right, Jeff Bezos didn't like ads and kind of pushed against it for, for, for some time. And I'm glad that actually like they waited and they turned that, you know, revenue stream, yeah. they delayed it um, yeah. as long as they did um, to help the marketplace. Um, but yep, they do. And uh, it's getting uh, bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. So uh, carry on with your story. No, I was going to say, and 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 she turned out to be our first customer. It was a one P brand, and 
watching them execute Amazon ad campaigns was a little painful, to be honest with you, when I first saw it. And of course, that's, you know, as, as, as it always is, an entrepreneur's opportunity. So we saw, we saw a clear path to build out a tech platform to really take ad optimization to the next level. And we started on the 1P side. Then over time, 1P and 3P converged from a tech platform standpoint. And so, and, and so did we. And today we serve both 1P and 3P. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I just want to emphasize to the audience that like 1P is a different world. Um, there are software solutions that are there just for 1P. And you've probably never heard of them. Um, and uh, some of them are actually pretty good and uh, make me want to make sure that we, we can uh, jump in that space with, with Smart Scout. But um, so you, know, you guys do advertising optimization. Um, yep. that, that's a pretty uh, cutthroat competitive <laughs> space, but yes. you guys have survived. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What's uh, what? Uh, what insights do you think like, you know, that you took from 1P that helped you uh, in in that space? Yeah, so obviously certain core dynamics are very different, right? Which is 1P are not, they're not controlling price. You know, stuff is bought wholesale almost um, as opposed to 3P where, you know, you have a lot of responsibility and control in what you need to do. Um, honestly speaking, what... Um, the one piece side forced us to do is actually not necessarily that it doesn't show up in the features we built as much as it showed up in the scalable infrastructure we had to build out. The first client we work with had 1500 products, right? Yeah. And right. The next client we work with had 5,000 products, right? And if you imagine the scale of their ad accounts, you had to have systems that can scale with volume. Yeah. Do, right? do one P vendors like, do, are they, do they have the ability to like optimize uh, for ACOS? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's uh, from an advertising standpoint today it's pretty much almost exactly the same. It wasn't yeah. that way before, but uh, all the levers and the optimization you know capabilities are pretty much the same at this point. And um, does a brand have, how much flexibility they, do they have in terms of like increasing ad spend? Like you know Amazon buys yeah. their product. But yeah. does the brand, do they, they have to pay for the advertising on top of that? Yeah, so, so, so there's all kinds of relationships, I think, that, that get negotiated, you know, especially when it comes to 1P brands. But the point is, they have full, full control, on almost like 3P in terms of what they can spend. Um, you know, okay. what I, um, the only thing I would add is that because of the nature of the uh, uh, relationship, um, you know, how much money is committed to spending on what, uh, there's just much more complexity there when it comes to a 1P and Amazon negotiation and relationship compared to let's say 3P. But as a 1P brand, yeah, you could spend as much as you want on okay. sponsored ads, DSP. Well, um, okay. Let's switch over to intent-wise analytics. Yeah. Um, so um, I talk to a lot of people that, you know, because I talk about programming sometimes on the podcast, they'll approach me with like their ideas of what they want to build, or they'll ask me like, Hey, like, should I hire a developer to do this or this? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you know what you're in for. <laughs> um, because it, it, 
you, you can't just hire like a random uh, developer. Like they're going to have to learn a lot about, you know, there's some like, there's some ramp up time to understand and build around Amazon's API, which allows you to download the, like the reports, essentially your data. And um, Amazon, it's not easy to get specifically what you want. You know, just downloading a report takes three or four requests with Amazon. You have to build it around. You have to request the report. You have to wait. Um, and then you finally have to digest it. And you have to, like, learn the columns, all these things. And, yeah, um, yeah I've probably spent three to six months just, just like, digesting and building around this. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the background. Uh, and there's like multiple APIs and you have to get approval for each one and you have to like do all these things. And you guys uh, saw that uh, a lot of people were having trouble. And so you built this platform that yeah. kind of synchronizes it all together. How did I do explaining that? Pretty solid, actually. <laughs> <All right>. I, <laughs> basically, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, if your goal is to collect Amazon data and there's all kinds of it, um, we pretty much simplify that process and have it ready for you without you having to go through all the pain that Scott, you just described. <laughs> right. So, um, and you actually, you may not even have to be a developer. Is that right? Scott, can you repeat that question? For me? Um, I, you, you don't have to be a software developer to like all of a sudden have access to this data in a big way with, with, with analytics. That's um, correct. So um, I think you described it earlier. It's a data store. Like, yeah. you know, all the data is just there. Um, what if, let's talk about if someone's the least technical savvy, yeah. um, what would they do with that data? Yeah, so I think, um, let, let me, so in just describing the product, right? So we do two things in, when it comes to data. We collect all of it. Either we have it readily available in a, in a data store, data warehouse, or we could pipe it into your internal data store if you have one, right? Those are the two options you've got. Okay. Now, to your question about what can you do with it, right? Uh, like can you bring first, it in, can you bring it into Excel? Can you? Yeah, you, so you, you could bring it into any visualization tool, including Excel. You could bring it into Excel. You could bring it into Tableau, Data Studio. It doesn't matter. Uh, and also, when you bring it in, you can mix and match stuff, right? Let's start with a simple scenario. I want to trend ad spend with organic sales, acos and tacos, right? Mm -hmm. Simple use case, you could yeah, download manually and try to put it together, or you could have this fully automated all the time and a view that gives you that view all the time without you having to touch anything. And we can make this even more complicated. Think about being able to see sponsored ad spend, DSP spend, and organic sales all together to see the correlation between kind of what's happening between these three things. You could do that, right? So what we are doing is getting all this data into one place without with minimal effort on your side and now you can mix and match and connect and see patterns that are otherwise difficult to see right mm -hmm. uh, so it could be very simply let me build a view that helps me monitor my business to let me do some deep analysis and figure out what's going on like what's the lifetime value here for, for you know you know for my customers and whatever other questions you might have 
we've yeah. got the data for you. Um, I think the perfect, I'm trying to imagine like the perfect person to like use this. Um, say for example, we've got a, a pretty big seller. Uh, maybe they do 30, 40 million a year and they're like, we don't really, maybe they don't really know their data or like, yeah. um, so they finally hire their first analyst and yeah. um, that analyst, you know, if you want them to like really be productive from day one, you know, you would use this and all of a sudden they're like spitting, uh, yes. they're spitting out uh, interesting things very quickly. If you didn't have uh, this type of tool, like you wouldn't be able to do this very quickly. No. So, and, and it's a lot of manual downloads, error prone stuff. Uh, yeah. And then I, and I'll, I'll say something even more basic here, Scott, which is whether we like it or not, operating on Amazon, especially ad optimization and a bunch of other things, it is in part very much a data game, right? You've, so step one, own your data, right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what service provider you're working with for ad optimization or whatever, right? Like when they go away for whatever reason, let your data not go away with them. Own your data, right? Mm -hmm. That's just like basic. And a lot of people don't do that, right? And we're giving that, we're making that easy through the solution. And then step two is what you just talked about. Time to insight will get a lot shorter that, with Intervise yep. Analytics. I, I like that. Also, if you want to, you know, if you want to, could someone build, say they want to build their own inventory manager, yeah. um, would that be possible through this? Yeah, so we've got inventory data flowing in, depending on what kinds of views they want to create for themselves. Mm -hmm they can and by the way part of the product what we also do is we offer predefined templates of <coughs> excuse me predefined templates of views like okay. how do you right how do you combine 1p sales data with advertising data we've got a we've got a template a template for tableau a template for power bi that you can just take and use and okay. we keep adding to that Library of templates. Now, this is not super related, um, but of those um, uh, visualization softwares, which one's your favorite? Uh, you know, <laughs> Tableau, Power BI, or good old fashioned Excel, or uh, Google? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's Google's product here? Uh, it's Google Data Studio. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's funny you're asking me a question that I that I went through deep analysis for almost 15 years ago because I ran data teams at Orbit. So I kind of know these visualization tools. Obviously, so there's, a, there's, there's kind of two things to think about. The, there's a price aspect to it, Tableau, you know, versus Power BI versus Google Data Studio or plain old Excel. Um, I, I have to be honest, I don't necessarily have a favorite as much as what I would say is, it almost doesn't matter, but stick with one. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Now that being said, uh, when I look at our clients, it's both sellers or brands as well as <coughs> agencies, right? If you're in, if you're an agency, you've got a slightly different um, use case that you're working towards, which is you're presenting good-looking dashboards to your clients. Mm -hmm. Right. So looks matter there much more than let's say it's for for just internal purposes. So some tools are better than others in terms of aesthetics. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did, <laughs> I went about two years ago, I was knee deep in uh, Tableau. I loved it. Uh, I, I loved how quickly and easy it was to move around columns and like make some like, 
different, you know, uh, charts with multiple like variables. I thought they just really nailed that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Tableau looks nice, right? Yeah. Click view looks nice. You know, um, some of the visualizations I've seen in Google data studio, pretty cool. I, I just think depending on budgets, you could get real fancy with it. There are so many visualization tools in the market. And from our perspective, uh, the way we set it up, any of those can connect with the data stores we have, we yeah. have the data store we have ready for you. So well, I think, yeah. And um, <laughs> when I saw um, you, when I saw like that you had this, I, I was like, uh, it was the most obvious the most obvious like i gotta get this on the podcast as because yeah. um because no one's doing this and yeah. um simplifying the development process or the analytical process and so um uh pretty cool uh what where where do you think you're gonna like uh eventually build this tool out like are are you are we making our improvements on this oh yeah so i think um it's a great question. I may take a little long answering because there's so many aspects to it. <laughs> First of all, um, you're absolutely right in the sense that when we when you integrate with APIs, the, the first integration is not that complicated. We'll integrate, we get the data, right? Yeah. But where it starts to get complex is, first of all, um, the specs change all the time. Amazon is changing all the time. And honestly, you know? these days, I love the updates. They're giving us more and more and more stuff. So keeping up with those changes is a consistent, continuous investment for us. That's one thing. <clears throat> the second thing I'll see, say is with any tech, you're going to have challenges along the way. There'll be a day or days where numbers are really understated, right? How do you automatically detect and have a process in place to rerun and make data accurate, right? So that's a huge component of investment, yeah. behind uh -huh. the scenes tech investment. Right. I think it's probably two or three times a year that it's big enough that I see Amazon come out and say like, Hey guys, our data is out of, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's not accurate for these few days. It happens a lot on the advertising side. Yeah. I mean, it, and then you saw it happen on the sales side too recently. So point being where I'm going with it is ensuring data quality, especially as we scale and have hundreds and hundreds of, client systems to which we are pumping stuff out is a big investment for us. Yeah. And right without data quality, there is no trust and we have no business. <laughs> so I think it's just super critical. Uh, that's more on, on the back end, but on the front end side, our focus is uh, collect more and more data. Uh, certainly we want to go beyond just Amazon, right? So Walmart and a few others, we want to add more retail platforms to the data we collect. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one aspect. Uh, the second is, uh, we also want to enable um, uh, self-serve dashboarding uh, in the near future where, you know, if you are an entity that doesn't want to do much with the raw data, you want like pre-built visualization. So we want to support that. So that's something okay. we're focused on. Yeah. Um, and then just one thing I would add, any, any data element or any data set we add to the platform, right? So we want to enable... Uh, alerting, uh, alerting mechanisms on top. So you can define your alerts on top of it. We want to enable recommendations in terms of, you know, how do you use that data set to optimize performance somewhere? So for example, yeah. after we started to bring in inventory data, we certainly use that 
in uh, ad optimization. So, um, so alerts, recommendation, expanding data sets, beefing up infrastructure, and certainly going cross retail. Awesome. Um, so um, super cool that like, I mean, I, I like it when anyone's doing something that no one else is doing, um, or at least that, to, that I've seen. Um, actually, we didn't talk about this, but I was going to, um, there, there's another conference that's got me uh, very curious. Uh, it's super like, uh, it's, it's, it's all about e- e-commerce, but it's huge. Everyone in Amazon talks about like, you know, Prosper and like very specific Amazon. But if you want to step outside of that, say you have a more complicated e-commerce business, I think it, it this conference is called Shop Talk. Is it the yep. biggest e-commerce conference? I don't know if it's the biggest. Um, then what is? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm going to think like, uh, I mean, there's uh, well, maybe, Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You, you just got back from it. It was yes. uh, just like a week ago. And yeah. um, aside from it giving you COVID, um, tell, <laughs> how, how was it? Yeah, I mean, it's an uh, uh, insane number of people. It was in the same place as Prosper, right? So 10 oh, yeah. days before I was, yeah, exact same location. Um, a sea of humanity. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I don't know the exact number, but I've heard the number like almost 10,000 people. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and then... The, the event itself is all about e-commerce broadly, direct-to-consumer, marketplaces. So you just get to see a much broader perspective, right? Like, um, and then there are different retailers there uh, as well. Uh, but you can you can start to pick up on some themes that are certainly were, uh, were in the air quite a bit, like metaverse is one thing. Cross-channel retail was another thing. Is, is Amazon going to be a part of the metaverse? I do not know. Like I, I, I well, assume so. Well, what, yeah, they, exactly. they, I, they do have to pay attention to the crypto world. Um, right. I, I don't think they can let that go behind. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, but overall, like, just met a ton of people. That <laughs> the running joke at Prosper Two was. You kind of you feel like you kind of know everyone now through LinkedIn. You just don't know how tall they are, you know. All right. <laughs> so you find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In case you guys are wondering on the podcast, I am uh, almost six feet. I'm six feet if I'm wearing shoes. So now you know. I'm, you may be slightly taller than me. Okay. Discovered. <laughs> well, it depends how tall the shoes are. Yeah. Um, well. Um, uh, so Srinath, I, I was trying to. I, I got you ready before the podcast. Can you leave our audience with a uh, smart hack? You know, what's the one of the smartest things that you have done in yeah. uh, your life and career to, you know, that you have found uh, success? Great question. Um, there's a few different things I would say, but I'll pick one, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, which is, you know, a while back when I was in, you know, my, I, I started my job at Orbitz, the online travel firm with, where I was at before starting in Tenwise as a product manager on, you know, owning a product line uh, on Amazon, uh, not Amazon, on, on uh, Orbitz. Um, and if you just to give you a sense of the scale of that site, we would get about 20 million unique visitors uh, to that site, right? Uh, that's not tiny. I mean, it's not Amazon, but it's not tiny. Right? Right. Like, um, and so the a job to run the data teams opened up, right? Um, and 
I'm on this product management track and I could have stuck with it. But I think one of the best decisions I took was to really change course and pretty much, you know, dive headfirst into the data universe. Uh, and honestly, what that gave me a much deeper sense for is uh, kind of what does it take to build solid data infrastructure? What does it take to have what I started to call data empathy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's, what's, what's data empathy? So if you're a consumer of data and you've asked people, hey, give me this data, give me that data, it never shows up and it's slow. And in, when it does show up, it's inaccurate and all of that, right? I was that person, right? <laughs> so, and I understood what it takes to deliver consistent, high quality data reliably. It just takes a lot of investment and architecture. Uh, and so what I mean by data empathy is just understanding that oh. most things around data are not easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I can relate to that. So we we issued an update on Smart Scout recently to like account for child variations. Sure. And um, we've been doing this for about a month. And just today we found out a flaw that is affecting our estimates and uh, our customers are starting to let us know about it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was an yeah. oversight. And so maybe we're building a little bit of data empathy and hopefully yeah. uh, our, our customers forgive us for this one small mistake. Uh, no, no they, yeah. they, they, they will, I'm certain. But uh, that's pretty cool. A big shift, you know, you shifted your career. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, the biggest shift of my career was actually this podcast. Is that uh, right? Well, cool. kind of, yeah. Like it, it put me, it put me into the marketing world. So I became like a, you know, software developer to like a pseudo marketer. And uh, little did I know how much it was going to benefit me in a lot of other ways. I'm going to meet people like you. Uh, I get to, uh, um, uh, you know, build a tool in public, people know about it, you know, and so uh, it's, it's been very valuable. I've learned a lot. So um, did it, did it, did it change you in any way? Um, yeah, I sleep less. <laughs> um, uh. it, it, so uh, yeah, it, it, but it's, it's been fun and insanely valuable. So yeah. um, love, uh, uh, thank you for uh, sharing that, uh, that career shift. Uh, yep. I actually think most Amazon sellers, they're on their career shift now, you know? Sure. I, there's a few that did this out of high school or college, not a lot. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And, and the funny thing is it never stops. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like new stuff is happening all the time and you just have to be good at shifting. <laughs> yeah, not for sure. Um, Okay. Well, um, how can people, uh, so, you know, you're in, from IntentWise, IntentWise.com. The yeah. product that I was mainly wanting to focus on, you call IntentWise Analytics. Yeah. Uh, how can, uh, you know, what, what further calls to action can we yeah. give the audience? You just, if you go to IntentWise.com, you see the IntentWise Analytics tab. Once you go um, there, you could start it, a free trial, schedule a demo. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Schedule a demo. Um, yeah. You can see for yeah. yourself what it is. I've, I've I've seen a little mini demo and I was like, I was quickly sold. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, thanks, uh, Srinath, for showing up. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll give you a call to action. Uh, 
to uh, like and subscribe. Actually, you know, you know, leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. Uh, let's not let this be a secret. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. With that, uh, we'll sign off and hope that you guys have a great week. One, two, three.